We now join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. And uh, last week we talked about all the prophecies pointing to the birth of Jesus Christ. Even though, as I said last week, that we don't hold the 25th day of December and uh, we don't worship that in any way. But uh, we definitely do believe in the birth of Jesus Christ and <clears throat> we don't believe it was on that particular day at all. <clears throat> and uh, no place did Jesus tell us or the apostles or the prophets to uh, actually celebrate that day and there was a reason for that. But uh, we're going to have a song here from Brother Wayne Lawhorn and he's going to be singing about the miracle of miracles, the wonder of wonders in other words, and uh, how wonderful it was what Jesus did and what God did whenever Jesus came to earth. And, and we want you to hear that song Then we're going to talk uh, some scripture here in just a little bit about how that the world has been deceived and and uh, most people would get upset with me uh, if I try to tell them the truth about things that has happened and things that's going on even with this day and many of the other holidays that they celebrate. So at this time, Brother Wayne Lawhorn singing Wonder of Wonders.
wonder of wonders as she looked on his face. This little boy spoke the world's into place. The stars and the moon shining brightly on them. The earth and the sun were created by him. The wonder of wonders as she looked down and smiled. He was her maker as well as her child. He created the womb that had given him birth. He was God incarnate. Wonder of wonders, how can it be? Sometimes when I try to really meditate and think about God, how vast, how great, how powerful that he really is, and to think that 
he would actually humble himself and come down among men the way that he did. And uh, it just, just boggles your mind almost to think about it, how wonderful the birth of Jesus Christ really was. And uh, I truly believe that God was manifested in, in the flesh. I believe that. The Bible said so in 1 Timothy 3.16. That vast, almighty creator, like that song depicts him, uh, he come down amongst us and became a little baby and grew up and became flesh, walked among men so that uh, he could save us. He wanted to save us. And he knew, uh, as the Bible teaches us, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. And the blood of animals could only uh, just cover sin uh, to a point, but it didn't do away with it. But Jesus came down that he might do away with sin. And uh, that uh, is the important thing. When we are covered by the blood, then there's no more remembrance of sin. Don't have to have a sacrifice again next year or anything. And that <clears throat> made the birth of Jesus such a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. And yet, look what the world has done. It's sad to think about that they don't even uh, know the right day, uh, don't even care about that, and, and no place in the Word of God did it tell us to hold a certain day. But they picked a day and and uh, lied to the people, and uh, there's been so many lies uh, through that uh, time, you know, from the time that Jesus was born till now, and people have picked up on it. And you could never convince a lot of people they're going to just live by that lie and hang on to that lie. And, and uh, I know that Jesus Christ, the Bible said that he was the Word of God. In the first chapter of John, he said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning uh, with him. And uh, then we see something in the 14th verse that makes you really think. He said, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word that was God, he was God in the beginning. That's what came to earth as a little baby and grew up. And uh, so it is a wonderful story. Now, what the world has done with it has just, uh, it's terrible when you think about it. And then you've got all this going on, uh, lies being told. Uh, saying that he was born on a certain day that he wasn't and all that kind of stuff and they had to bring lies into it a beautiful fantastic story like the birth of Christ uh, it has to be twisted perverted all these lies all these pagan things brought in mixed with it Santa Claus and all that uh, there's no place in the Word of God that you can find that uh, Jesus or the apostles, a New Testament church, celebrated any certain day. They never did that. They never taught that. And there was a reason for it. Because it was a heathen practice, uh, and you can read this even in the Word of God, that uh, you go clear back to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's birthday. Uh, what happened? Uh, somebody died, and uh, they celebrated his birthday. Then Herod Remember what happened there. Uh, they celebrated Herod's birthday. And we know somebody died. John the Baptist, he was beheaded because of it. And uh, that was a pagan practice to celebrate birthdays of rulers and, and uh, people they thought was important people. And uh, <clears throat> that was pagan. 
Jesus didn't want anything to do with that. Uh, and uh, he came. He was the almighty God. He brought truth uh, to earth. And he brought uh, a hope. And he brought salvation. And he brought peace. And all those things that uh, was good. And he didn't want no part of that pagan stuff. And yet, what did he do? Try to drag his name right into it. And they have deceived so many people. People get upset when you tell the truth about, you know, this particular day. That there's no place in the Word of God that tells us to hold that particular day. There's no place in the Word of God that tells us that the 25th day of December is his birthday. Now, the story of his birth is there, yes, because it's a fantastic thing. But over in Revelations, there's something that really made me think. In the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation, and uh, about verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now I want you to think of that expression a little bit. He deceiveth the whole world. The whole world. And uh, you know, that's one thing, this thing about Christmas and all that story that they tell, the way they tell it, which is not in the Bible, the way they tell it, and uh, yet... I don't seem like you go any place in the world and they believe it. Now, where did that deception come from? And uh, God's not pleased with that. I'm going to tell you right now. All right, you go over to 2 Corinthians 11 chapter and listen to what the Apostle Paul is telling the church, warning us, warning us, giving us a warning. And uh, this was back in his day. Now he writes to the church, 11 chapter, 2 Corinthians. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly. And indeed, bear with me, for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, now he's talking to the church, but I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. All right, you go back to Revelation, so remember... That old serpent called the devil and Satan that deceiveth the whole world. And here the apostles warning the church that we got to be careful. Don't be drugged into that kind of stuff and don't be caught up in it. And yet people doing things they think is sacred. They think it's something you have to do. Why, why it's such a sacred, wonderful thing, you know, to have a Santa Claus and give gifts and put up a tree. Listen to what Jeremiah told Israel way back in his day. In the 10th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, he said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Uh, the Lord, uh, Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heaven are dis, uh, heathen are dismayed at them. For the custom of the people are vain, and I remember one time an individual told me, because I said, well, I'm not going to be a partaker of this holiday thing and this season, and I'm just going to go ahead and serve the Lord. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to preach about the birth of Jesus all year long and uh, about his death, too, and about his life. And uh, that's my job. But uh, they said, well, this has always been a custom. In other words, I have to accept it because it's always been a custom. Well, the Bible has said here that the custom of the people, the customs now, are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with an axe. They deck it 
with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upright as a palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither also is it in them to do good. Well, they say, now, that is not anything to do with the Christmas tree. Now, that there means um, a totem pole. I've been told that. And uh, I said, okay. I said, uh, they said, we don't deck ours with silver and gold. I said, that's because you're too cheap. I said, if you had the money, or you would probably do it. Now, I'll tell you what, I drove by some places, and I'll tell you what, the way they was decked out, <laughs> the house, the land, the yards, uh, everything, you know, I'll tell you, it's not just a tree anymore. I mean, they're really getting into it. Well, anyway, they try to blame this on something else. It's a totem pole. But I know what the Bible says here, and he said, learn not the way of the heathen. Now, which apostle, when did Jesus ever tell anybody to go out and cut down a tree and to deck it, and uh, that has something to do with his birth? What apostle ever preached that? Where do you find that in the Word of God? The only thing I find here is against such a practice, and yet people try to make it that you have to do that. Why? You're not being, uh, you don't honor God if you don't do that. And uh, they don't pay no attention to the Word of God. It was never taught by the prophets. It was never taught by the apostles. It was never taught by Jesus. And why do we do it? Because the deceiver has brought that and slipped it in. Then the Santa Claus, which apostle, when did Jesus or any of the prophets or any of them ever teach anything about a Santa Claus and a sleigh and reindeer and coming and flying through the air and all those kind of things? Where's that? Where did they find that at? Was that out of the Bible? Well, if we're going to stick to the Word of God, we better be careful. The Apostle Paul said that old serpent back there in the garden deceived Eve. He said, I'm, con I'm concerned over you, church. Don't do that. And he gives us a warning in the Word of God. And yet, if you try to preach this, most people get upset. They think that, oh, you are just a terrible person because you don't celebrate the birth of Jesus. And I'll tell you what. I think the birth of Jesus is one of the greatest events, just like that song that we played. A wonder of wonders. When you really understand the birth of Jesus, the fact that God himself humbled himself and come down here and became flesh, became a servant, if you think about that. Uh, the almighty creator came down and walked among men and took upon him. The Bible said in Hebrews 2.14, as the children, he became just like us. He said, as the children was partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same. The almighty God that was so powerful that he created all things, just spoke the word, amen, and uh, things come into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light, amen, and created everything, created man, and, uh, and then did this. This is so fantastic. He created man in his own image, in the image of God created him and uh, male and female how wonderful that was and yet man has corrupted the things that was so wonderful and so good by putting all these little lies and injecting them in and think that you can run the two together uh or you yeah you can uh, uh please god and and still uh fool around with these pagan beliefs you know what people ought to really do they won't i realize that and they'll condemn somebody like me that speaks out. But uh, uh, what they ought to do is take a, a study and find out where all these practices came from. Why the 25th day of December? Why was that set up? 
Where did that come from? Uh, why the Santa Claus, uh, the reindeer, uh, all these things, where did that stuff come from? Uh, and oh, so many of the practices, the Christmas tree, as they call it, and uh, why do you have a mass for Christ anyway? Where did we get that from? Where's that in the Bible? I've been looking for it. I haven't found it. A mass for Christ? Well, I can't find it. And uh, where did it come from then? Did it come from God? Did it come from the Word of God? Uh, or did it come from some false uh, uh, concept? Uh, we need to, if you had study into these things and, and study into uh, pagan beliefs and things like that, you'd be shocked when you begin to find out. You know, you even go back here to the book of Jeremiah in the 44th chapter. And uh, Jeremiah was uh, prophesying to Israel because they was doing things that was pagan, that was an abomination unto God really an abomination, and uh, he cried out against it. He tried to warn them, and uh, did they accept the warning? No, they didn't accept it at all, and uh, it says here in the 44th chapter, if you'd want to read it for yourself, it said in verse 15, then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods, and all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt, and then Pathros answered Jeremiah, saying, now here's their answer. He's trying to tell them, don't do this. Stop this. And this isn't right. Get back and serve the true and the living God. Do it according to the word of God. That's what he's trying to tell them. And here's what they say. As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven, to pour out drink offerings unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers and our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. They was just bragging, boy, when we was living in that kind of stuff, everything went well. Boy, it went well with us. But since we left off to burn incense to the queen of heaven, to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. So they think that this uh, trouble that's coming up on them is because they quit doing these abominations. But Jeremiah goes on and explains to them, no, these trouble came, troubles begin to come up on you because you was doing those abominations and you don't want to give it up. That's why they was in trouble. So they had made cakes, you know, and it says here in verse 19, And we burned incense to the queen of heaven, poured out drink offerings unto her. We made her cakes to worship her, and poured out drink offerings unto her without our men. And uh, they're just telling, boy, things was well. We did well. And uh, one was like that. You know, we was having plenty. Everything was going good. It was just the idea that, their sin kept building up the abominations they was doing until the wrath of God began to come down. And then they think it was because Jeremiah is telling them to quit it that the wrath of God's upon them. And that's the same way today. When you begin to preach truth to people and let them know that the enemy is a great deceiver. And uh, the Bible didn't say that he just de deceived one or two people, but it said that he deceiveth the whole world. And we have doctrines out there, and it's called Christianity. And uh, uh, it should not be included in Christianity at all because it's not really Bible. But doctrines they've brought in, and then they want to put a title like that upon it. Oh, this is Christianity. If it's not 
word for word and like the word of God and prove them by the word of God, it's not Christianity. So they got these doctrines out there that they live by. They got all these holidays that uh, they want to take and, and trying to find something in the Word of God to support something that has actually come from pagan practices, and yet they uh, uh, want to brag on how close they are to God and how they know God and uh, why I've even seen in uh, uh, even churches that actually were supposed to be walking in the truth and... Uh, maybe in the entrance of the church or the church is all decorated up for Christmas or a big Christmas tree standing. They don't care what Jeremiah said. Have a Christmas tree right in the church and things like that. And the people, you know, exchanging gifts and doing all those things and think they're going, doing God a service. I think about what Jesus said in, in Mark 7, verse 7. He said, In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. He said, That's vain worship. And Jeremiah, I read it to you, he said the custom of the people is vain, vain. And uh, we don't want to worship God in vain. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If I'm going to call myself apostolic, what that really means is just that we follow the doctrine of the apostles, which was given them by Jesus Christ himself, and the word first was spoken by the Lord and then was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, all right? So uh, that's what that means. If I'm going to call myself apostolic, then I'm not going to be part of these lies. I'm not going to be sitting around lying to my kids and talking about the Santa Claus that comes down the chimney and brings gifts and all these kind of things. I don't want to do that. I want to tell them the truth. I want to tell them that every good and every perfect thing and every gift comes down from the Father of lights. In other words, God gives us good gifts. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And uh, that, that's a perfect, beautiful, fantastic gift that we might have salvation. And I want to tell the truth. And uh, God gives us good gifts. And he gives us the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want to tell the truth. I want to preach the truth. I want the people to know, amen, dig into the Word of God. Check these things out. Dig into some history. Find out where these things came from. And you'll find out you're not really worshiping God when you're taking part of some of these things, but you're getting involved in pagan rituals and doctrines and everything, whether you realize it or not. And uh, we might try to dress it up and say, oh, no, this is the birth. It's all about the birth of Jesus. Well, it's not all about the birth of Jesus. Face facts. Brother, I'll tell you what. You hear so much about Santa Claus, reindeer, sleighs, uh, songs about it, and the kids believe that he's going to come and leave gifts for them under the tree and all that kind of stuff. That's all lies. You know it, and I know it. Why don't we face facts and get to the Word of God and find out what thus saith the Lord? I see our time is slipping by us again today. It goes so quickly, and I'm not trying to upset anybody. I believe in the birth of Jesus. I think it's the most wonderful thing. What time of the year it was, I don't know the day uh, or the hour. The Bible doesn't give us that, but uh, I'm certain that it was not the 25th day of December because I know where that time came from, and you can find out and why that day was set and everything else, and it really has nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. So uh, we'll see you next week, same time, same station with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry.
Listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at this same time here at WMBS.